Welcome back to the next episode of Ladies First, your podcast featuring truly amazing and inspiring women. It's Alina here, and today I'm with Liz Dora Napoli, a regional human resource officer and labor law attorney. Thank you for being with us. Can you start by explaining what it is that you do and some highlights of your career? Sure. First of all, thanks for having me, Alina. Happy to be here with you. Uh, and yeah, so for the last, I'd say, year and a half, uh, I've been the Western Region HR Officer for Northwell Health. Um, and in that role, we have uh, 14,000 employees in New York City, Staten Island, and Westchester. And I'm really responsible for helping to formulate the, what we call the human capital strategy and making sure that each of the hospitals in my region execute on that strategy. Uh, prior to that, I was a uh, employment and labor lawyer for Northwell, and I was doing that for uh, 15 years. And so I did a lot of their litigations and arbitrations and their labor negotiations. So it all you know, comes back to how we manage and interact with our employees. So being that at one point you practiced a labor law attorney, what do you view as some of the liability type challenges for employers during this pandemic? Oh, myriad. Um, so obviously, you know, in the height of the pandemic, um, there were staffing challenges, there was keeping everybody safe, um, and, the, and to your point, the liability, of providing them with, um, we call it PPE, it's personal protective equipment, to make sure that they're safe doing their jobs and they're not unduly exposed to people who have the COVID-19 illness. Um, it's about listening to them and understanding their needs because uh, you know, the schools were closed, so a lot of our frontline workers didn't have childcare anymore. It's about making sure that they had transportation. When we were talking about having uh, MTA, stop the trains both from Long Island uh, and in the cities. So it's about making sure that people can come to work, safely be there, and then be able to go home to their families. And we often actually, in that last bucket, provided them with hotel space if they didn't feel safe going home to their families. So that again, they could come to work and help treat the patients that we serve. So I believe you were a political science major in college. So how did you get from there to here? I was actually in international affairs <laughs> major in oh, college. Okay. But, but that encompassed uh, political science. That was a piece of it. Um, and that's a great question. Um, you know, when I graduated from Lafayette, um, I uh, actually worked uh, for Procter & Gamble in sales. So completely not related to my major and then decided I want to go to law school. Um, and the reason why I went to law school was um, I thought I was going to be an environmental lawyer, uh, and I ended up not doing that at all. By the time I graduated, I was really in interested in uh, constitutional law, uh, and in particular like Title VII and Title IX and the uh, pieces of the Constitution that protect employees' rights. Um, and so I did a lot of work in that space. Um, both for my current employer as well as my prior employers. And that got me really interested in the um, human capital piece. You know, what I tell people, you know, when they ask me why I went from law to HR, you know, law is about, as, especially on the employer side, it's about understanding where all the risks are. So you kind of go to the dark side. You say, oh God, this could happen. Oh no, that could happen. And you try to make um, a strategy to avoid those things. When you're in HR, it's the opposite. 
you're trying to look on the good side. You're trying to say, okay, what's going to make my employees want to come to work, feel good about what they do, and stay engaged and do the best job that they can. So you're kind of working on the light side of things. So that's why I jumped over to this side of the business. So um, given the upcoming election, what do you view as the most, most important issues for each candidate in order to win the election? Oh, goodness. Um, I'm, I'm not going to disclose my political affiliations, but I would say all of the issues because so many things have happened. Um, I, I, you know, obviously diversity and inclusion is at the very top of the list. Um, I, I think um, providing for social programs that help all socioeconomic groups are going to be key. I definitely think that women's rights and advancements um, are going to be central. Um, and again, I don't, I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole, but I think there was a perception, if not a reality, that the prior administration really didn't uh, have a lot of respect for professional females. And I think that that's it's going to tell. So. Right. Um, so what do you feel is the most pressing political issue for women specifically today? Um, well, I guess it depends on what your political views are. I mean, speaking for myself, I, I, I think it's diversity and inclusion. Um, I think for me, you know, that's me professionally, I think me personally as well, but also it's making a space where I know as a woman, um, as a woman who has children, I can grow and thrive and develop. Um, I know that my voice will be heard. Um, and, um, you know, there'll be room for me to develop up to the boardroom, not have any glass ceilings on the way there. That, that would be the most important to me. So given your position as a human resource officer, going back to that, what are some of the issues that face females, female employers or employees in particular? Um, well, you know, I, I think the good news is that, you know, since I entered the workforce to now, there's a lot more opportunities. The, the playing field is a lot more level. Um, but, you know, I think the best advice I could give to anyone, actually either male or female, is, um, you know, where you feel like a door is closed, you find a window. So I think having a mentor is critically important. Um, some might even say a sponsor, because there's, there's a difference. A mentor gives you advice, a sponsor sort of pulls you through your career. Um, so I would say that, um, a lot, you, you need to have confidence in yourself to put yourself at the table and put yourself in situations that put you at the table, but also seek allies that could um, help support you as you look to do that and throughout your professional journey. So why is a human resource officer something you would recommend to other women to go down? You know, I think it's been a great development opportunity because, um, you know, in the, in the human resource space, there's so many different individuals and so many different needs. And um, there are so many different leaders with whom you interact. 
So you really have to, again, it's all kind of about relationships. You really have to build your relationships and understand what those people need. Um, again, also, I think what we're doing, and we saw it particularly in COVID, the thing that kept us through and kept us going, notwithstanding that we really didn't know at the time where this would end, is HR is about making people want to be doing what they're doing. So there's a real positivity element to it. Um, so I still use my Linko training, um, but I really am here to try to engage the employee and make them feel good about what they're doing. So there's a feel good aspect about the work that we do. So I highly recommend it. Um, so I know you said, um, I was gonna ask you one piece of advice and you said to pick, or, pick a mentor. Do you think that if people are to pick a mentor, it should be someone that's in a career path you want to follow or just someone you look up to or? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think that's up to the individual because if you're picking the mentor, it's what's going to give you the most value. So um, you could pick somebody in your career path to give you very specific advice about how to get there. It could also be somebody that you is like a trusted ally that will tell you the truth, that will just say, you know, you're telling me this situation, I really think you could have thought about it differently or approached it a little differently. So it's really who you need. Um, and you can have several mentors. You know, I've, I've had different, I've had a legal mentor. I've had, frankly, I've had friends who've served in that role that when something happens at work, I'll call them and say, look, I need a gut check. You know, what do you think of this and what do you think is the best approach? So you can have them in different shapes and sizes based on what the issue is and based on what you need. But I think it's really important to have that support structure uh, as you move through your career. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. That will be all. Thank you for your time. This is Alina Puri and tune in next time for another special guest.